Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Be seated. Many people these days live paycheck to paycheck. They depend on getting that check at the end of the week to pay their bills and buy what they need. They have little savings, if any, to fall back on. So their income is not just a matter of having money or not. It's about having what they need to live. That was the situation even more of many folks in biblical times. There was no middle class as we know it today. There were the haves and the have-nots, the rich and the poor, and the distance between them was considerable. Now, it is with that in mind that we need to hear the parable that Jesus tells today. Workers are being hired at all hours of the day, some at the beginning of the workday, but some just an hour before quitting time. Not much they could do. Seems like a waste of time. But no work that day No pay, and no pay, no food on the table that night, or at least less food, maybe just enough to stop the growls and hunger pangs so you can get to sleep. Labor was precious. Labor wasn't just a job. It was life for these men and their families. So when it comes to pay these workers and each receives a full day's wage, it means food on the table for husband, wife, children, and probably even extended family. It means life, life for all. And that, Jesus says, is what the kingdom of heaven is all about. Life, life for all, which is and always is a gift. For that is why Jesus came to give life. Life isn't something that just happens. Life is and always is a gift. But Jesus has come to give even more than that. He wants you to have not just a little life, but abundant life. So he is lavish with his gifts. He is lavish with his forgiveness so that you live lives free from the burdens of guilt and shame. He is generous with his spirit so that you live lives not of isolation, but joined to Christ and to one another. He is bountiful with his love That we live lives confident and secure in his love and not in doubt or questioning if we are worthy or not. And this is for all people. Lifelong Christians and new Christians the same. Those baptized as infants or just a moment before death. Jesus wants to give life. Always. Fully. Generously, abundantly. 
But such generosity, such grace is not always appreciated. Those hired first wanted more, thought they deserved more. And when they didn't get it, they grumbled, which is more than just complaining. It is to grumble against the owner of the vineyard. It is discontent and accusing this kind and generous man of being not good. More for others meant less for them, they thought. So they were being wronged. And a day that started with joy ended with anger and bitterness for them because it became all about the money. But for the owner, it wasn't about the money. If it was, he wouldn't have done what he did. Paying people for work that isn't done is a quick way to go out of business. But he didn't see it that way. He was providing life, using what he had, using his business to help others. Which is never wrong, is it? Well, apparently it was for those who were all about the money. For those for whom life isn't a gift, but a competition. Or for those who think that more money, more blessings, more stuff means more life. But if that's where you find your life or are looking for your life, in what you have, in the things of this world, then you're looking in the wrong place then the things of this world have become your idol. It's an easy trap to fall into as fallen people in a fallen world. If only I had that, I'd be happier. Or if only I had more, my life would be better. If only I could get what I wanted. But there's no way off that treadmill. There's always more. And life becomes an endless chasing, an endless desiring, an endless grumbling. And while you're striving for more stuff, you're actually getting less life. Because your idols are stealing your life, not giving it. So better is to think differently. Like the owner of the vineyard, who of course is our Lord who is generous to a fault, some people would say, foolish with how he gives his gifts. Unless he's not just giving gifts, but giving life. And by giving life, giving joy, both to himself and to his workers. For picture the owner of the vineyard standing behind his foreman as he paid those who arrived late in the day. What joy and satisfaction he would receive in seeing their joy at receiving much more than they thought they would. But then too, how sad at the grumbling of those he hired first, acting like spoiled children. Why was it wrong to be generous? 
Perhaps we should ask ourselves the same question. When we begrudge others receiving more than us, when we are stingy with our own giving or our giving of forgiveness, when we think of life in terms of what we have and what we get rather than the gift of God that it is, that it always is. So better to find our joy not in the gifts, but in the giver of those gifts. And then we will perhaps rejoice in his generosity too. Because rejoicing in the giver means rejoicing not just in the stuff that he gives, but in the one who gave his very life for you. The one who was first, who became the very last, so that you who are last might be first. You can work all day and all your life and never deserve that. The cross of Christ is the gift of God to give you life. Life now and life forever. And that's what this narrative divine service has been explaining. That that gift is here for you. Whether you've been a Christian all your life or just the last hour. Every man, woman and child receives the same forgiveness, the same spirit, the same body and blood, the same promises. And when you come here and receive those gifts, your Father in heaven is not just well pleased, but positively joyful. For like the owner of the vineyard, there is nothing that gives him greater joy than when you receive his gifts with joy and rejoice in others receiving them too. And if you think there's someone who doesn't deserve that forgiveness, those gifts, that's not your call. Don't grumble against the generosity of your father and begrudge him of his joy. Far better is to rejoice in the generosity of your God, for he is generous to you too. He didn't have to call you into his vineyard, but he did to give you life. And that life he has for others too, a gift. For life is and always is a gift that he loves to give. So while I do not know what hour of the day it is, that is, I don't know how close we are to our Lord's return, I know it is not yet the end of the day. So still he is calling, still bringing folks into his vineyard to give them life to be generous with them, to give them joy. And as I stand here and proclaim that forgiveness and speak his promises and place the body and blood of Jesus into your mouths, imagine your father standing behind me with the biggest smile on his face you can possibly imagine. Because nothing gives him more joy than when sinners come here and receive his gift of forgiveness and life. Nothing. That's what the kingdom of heaven is like. So I don't know if you're one of those people who live paycheck to paycheck, but as Christians, that's how we are. We live week 
to week. And come here each week, not to receive what we've earned or what we deserve, but exactly what we don't. And what we haven't worked for, but what Jesus has provided for us and now gives to us. His gifts. His gifts that we need to make it through another week. Another week of falling short in sin, of being sinned against. Another week of receiving bad news, of struggle, of sickness and pain. Another week of hard feelings and hurt feelings, of grumbling and discontent. And we come here, and maybe you didn't even really want to. And maybe it was tough because your burdens are weighing you down. One more tough slog at the end of a week of slogging through the muck of life. But you did. Because you need this. You need the gifts. You need the life. You need to hear that your sins and failures are forgiven. And receive the body and blood of your Savior. And that's exactly what your kind and generous Father gives you here. And it gives Him such joy. He is not disappointed with you. He is glad that you are here and glad to give you what you don't deserve. Because everything from him is and always is a gift that you may have life and have it abundantly. And that, my friends, is not how the world works. But it is, as Jesus said, what the kingdom of heaven is like. Thanks be to God. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now the peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen.